Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. Welcome to the Season 2 finale of the Lit Poetry Podcast. I'm your host, James Laidler, Australian poet and writer. In this episode, we'll be taking a big, juicy bite out of a series of musically scored poems from my own verse novel, The Taste of Apple. The Taste of Apple won the IP Picks Award for Best First Novel back in 2010. And now to celebrate the final episode of Season 2, Some 11 years later, I've decided to give away free digital copies of my interactive verse novel to any listeners out there who would like to receive one. Whether you listen to the Lit Poetry podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify or some other platform, the instructions on how to download your own copy of this interactive verse novel will be included in the written description for this episode. Added to this giveaway, I'd also like to end this season of the podcast with a call out for suggestions for season three. Hopefully we will be returning in March next year. At this stage however season three is just a page of open possibilities. The work of choosing poems to turn into music videos and to analyse is yet to be completed. As such we'd really love to hear your suggestions about what poems you'd like us to feature in this upcoming season so that we can get busy commissioning voiceover artists, sourcing music and creating the videos. Your choices can include both contemporary poets working today or poets from the past. What I do ask for, though, is for a wide selection of choices from all races, cultures and genders, as Lit Poetry is very committed to giving a voice to all people, especially to those who are found on the margins of society. To send me a suggestion for Season 3, you can email me directly at jamesdlaidler, that's one word, at gmail.com, Or you can go to the YouTube version of this podcast and leave your suggestion in the comments section below. But now for the show. What you're about to hear is the opening audio poem from my verse novel, The Taste of Apple, titled Breeze. This verse novel traces the life of a half-Filipino boy, Pedro Ompaco, who we first meet as a 20-year-old. We meet him in this poem on the roof of a high-rise public housing apartment block in inner Melbourne teetering on the edge. In one of the flats below lies his worn out and deeply depressed mother, who is still trying to come to grips with her grinding poverty and by the fact that she has been abandoned by her Australian husband and left to raise two children by herself without support. Pedro is teetering on the edge of an abyss, remembering his best friend and East Timorese asylum seeker, Johnny Lazaro, who had just recently fallen to his death from that same rooftop. This poem gives the reader an insight into this young man's attempt to reconcile all the conflicting feelings that he has dwelling within him.
tar-coated roof, an apartment block, Lenox Street. I target the bank-issued tie around my neck, take off my blundstone boots, my faded navy socks, and step out towards the edge. Folding my toes over a corner of concrete, I balance myself, careful not to drop my gaze to the dizzying world stretched out 22 storeys below. Drone of traffic radiates up like summer heat, trapped for too long, too much concrete. Far below, a river of headlights flickers and flows under the old railway bridge along the tapestry of Richmond streets. I close my eyes, stretch out my arms and lean that little bit closer to the brink, closer to the margin, closer to the rush that sometimes, sometimes brings relief. reopen to a smoggy night sky and a symphony of lights plays for me my own private song and I listen I listen as the weeks memories and nameless faces through the plastic syrupy window tell us sick slowly fade away Somewhere on a farm near Colac, I pull my thoughts into the big saucepan, starlit frame, the silent steam. Then to the east, behind a wispy cloud, five stars appear in perfect formation. I take my heart, filled with the image of my mum, collapsed on our brown vinyl couch, eight floors below, next to her overflowing ashtray. Nail it. Southern Cross. Welcome back. So I'm going to play four more tracks from The Taste of Apple and briefly describe the narrative context of each piece. The next poem you're about to hear is called Blessed Art Thou. After the opening poem, the novel transports the reader back to Pedro's life as a child growing up in the Melbourne suburb of Heidelberg. In his childhood years, Pedro is exposed to a lot of casual racism and bullying. This results at one stage in a fight he has with another boy in which he is injured, receiving a concussion and a cut that required stitches above his eye. This poem is set at night after the incident with his deeply loving mother she's a devout catholic and she's comforting her son an interesting point to note here is that this poem was actually read by my own nine-year-old son at the time finn who is now 20 and it is certainly very weird to hear his young voice some 11 years later (laughs) 
sun lights a candle in my darkened room and places it under the icon of St. Peter on my desk. Shuffling over to my bedside, she falls, feather light to her knees. The smell of flower and jasmine wafts through the window, lifting me to a better place. She dabs at the blood-clogged stitches above my right eye with a warm, wet cloth, then places the reddened fabric back into a steaming bowl of water by her side. Mum's left hand enters her pocket, returning with rattles and clinks. Wrapped around her fingers, a jangled web of rosary beads. Crystal edges and silvery links catch the flickering light, ensnaring my eye. Your name means Rock Pedro, just like St. Peter, she whispers. You're my Rock Pedro, don't you forget that. I look up at Mum's face bathed in golden candlelight and manage a smile. Her lips start to move as one's tedious words pour from her mouth like honey. next track is called Johnny Song and this is perhaps my favourite of all the 13 tracks that come with this interactive novel and pick up on key moments in the text. Johnny is an East Timorese asylum seeker and busker who befriends Pedro and it is when Johnny sings this particular song at an asylum seeker fundraiser that Pedro hears for the first time the hidden trauma lying underneath the surface of his friend's life. Pedro learns that Johnny fled East Timor after the Dili massacre happened in 1991. And in the song, we learn that his friends also witnessed his own mother being shot dead by Indonesian troops. And that is the event the song recounts. When they came, they opened fire. Well, we pride ourselves, and I think properly so, in standing up for human rights. Military assistance programs expose the trainees to democratic ideas and humanitarian standards. I'm very concerned about what's happened in East Timor. We have ignored it so far. Sky. We came here 
not to die Reach for your hand as we walk Your skin is so tense but so warm Soldiers stand around with their guns They'll drown in little screams as we run And I'll watch you fall, lifeless bird from the sky You slip through my fingers, no kiss, no goodbye so I lay down my arms around you And the shots fire while I cry for you track you're about to hear is called Richmond Town and this poem is basically a recollection of the places in Richmond where both Pedro and Johnny grew up together as teenagers and that which forged their deep and abiding sense of friendship. The town becomes a place of sacredness through their shared experiences. Despite both boys being desperately poor and living in harsh dangerous conditions this poem is a celebration of life and lived history.
and let the rain kiss the old tannery sheds, decades worn but standing on Flockhart Street, where forklifts scurry like ants, moving pallets blue painted onto trucks. Let the rain kiss the towering red brick walls of the Carlton and United Brewery and the autumn wind blowing the smell of barley hops down Church Street to the old bearded man sitting bottle empty in Citizens Park. Let the rain kiss the rusted steel roof of the wool sorting shed on Burnley Street where fleece is no longer tossed across the grading table and where the voice of the foreman is no longer heard. Long deserted sign of another age. Let the rain kiss Richmond's little Miss Saigon in a long veranda walkway stretching up Victoria Street where Asian grocery stores spill out onto the footpath. Restaurants perfume the street with the scent of lemongrass, sesame oil and fried bok choy. And the painted names on shop windows shout at those walking past. Haifu Butcher, Thuong Hung Hot Bread, Hoa Hoa Imports, Let the Rain Kiss. Let the rain kiss the blue stone laneways behind Victoria Street where beeping garage trucks lift green skip bins to the sky where effluent leaks from broken pipes and dope dealers sell happiness by the gram. Let the rain kiss the council workers stop sign leaning on Punt Road, gridlocking traffic, and the concert posters hastily slapped to cold stone walls. Let the rain kiss the little plastic intercom, never lonely for conversation at the needle exchange office on Lennox Street, where junkies collect their cotton, syringes and spoons. Let the rain kiss the Richmond Hills Food Centre behind the Church of St Ignatius where my mother loads the Matthew Talbot soup van twice a week before driving out into the hungry night. Let the rain kiss the boom gates editing people in and out of Channel 9 Studios on Bendigo Street. Yes, let the rain kiss this place where stars rise and fall and where our thinking is digitally remastered behind closed doors. Let the rain kiss the twisted neon tubing that flickers to life at night, the Nilex clock glowing atop the molting silos on the banks of the Yarra, and little Audrey, the skipping girl, jumping all night over her rotating fluorescent rope. Let the rain kiss the corner hotel, where shrewd buskers can turn a profit from the drunk's champagne spilling onto the sidewalk. Let the rain kiss all the places in Richmond 
our feet have tread and our eyes have touched. Wet with rain, wet with sorrow, wet with memory, wet with joy and laughter. Let the rain pitter-patter fall and let me fall too. Knee to chest, lip to ground, a thousand papal blessings over this sacred town. Let the rain kiss and cry no more, because the sky is tired of weeping. Let the rain kiss with wet anointed lips these places. And finally, the last poem I want to share here is called In the Garden. In the novel, both boys start working in a community garden located at the base of the commissioned building for public housing that they live in. In this rough neighbourhood, the garden becomes a place of hope and healing. It's a little universe where people from many cultures, ages and walks of life find connections. The poem itself is based on my own time spent going to Melbourne as part of my research for writing this novel and hanging out at some of these community gardens and commissioned buildings. vegetables, borderline perfect, in weedless plots of manicured earth, ugly car tyres sprouting tufts of green foliage, caged garden beds warning intruders to stay out, a dishrack gate swaying in the morning breeze, big painted letters hung from the perimeter fence, spelling out the words Eden Gardens reflecting hope inwards. The sculpture of a woman made entirely of old car parts, her skeleton veined by shoots of climbing bougainvillea. Other gardens, tangled labyrinths of snarling green, snapping at CDs dangled from string overhead. A communal garden shed, blasted with Crime Stopper posters in five different languages. A wooden seat carved into the shape of a moon and a scarecrow dressed in a Collingwood jumper, its hair a plume of magpie feathers heckling at those passing by. All around us a garden, all around us so much more, all around us an ocean of human endeavour, bent backs, calloused hands, words of advice green waves of creation, dotted by the flotsam of life.
So I hope you've enjoyed this little foray into the world of the taste of apple. But for now, it's time for me to wrap up season two and say goodbye. Of course, if you want to access further resources on poetry or support our work, you can visit our website at www.litpoetry.com or simply subscribe to our podcast. And for any teachers of poetry out there that would like to use the Taste of Apple in their classroom, you can do so free of charge. And remember to get those poem suggestions in for Season 3. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next year. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.